Soundtrack in your head right now should be dun 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 because it is time for not playing with Lex and Dan, wherein I will watch for the first time ever Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Not return, revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Right? Did I get that right? Dan? That that's correct. And you know what? We won't talk about it right now. But when we remind me when we get to Episode Six, if you can remember that long, that's only like yeah. three or four movies from now. It's four movies from now. Yeah. Well, or we could talk about it now. It doesn't really matter that much. But that, that there is a connection between this movie and the third movie of the original trilogy in the naming department. In that, I'll just uh, we, we could talk about it now. But why not? Why not? Why not talk about it now? That movie was originally titled "Revenge of the Jedi." Oh, and then it became "Return of the Jedi" because Jedi do not seek revenge. What have we learned about Jedi? They don't get attached. They don't get angry, right? So, yeah. So they, they do fall in love. Well, only only the ones that only aren't bad Jedi. To. All right, so Lex, here we are. Uh, this is the end of the uh, the prequel trilogy, and so you have now seen episodes one and two. And I know you have an idea of where episode four goes. So have you filled in the dots between what we've seen and like what you've seen before, or like what do you think is going to happen in episode three? So I was thinking about this all day and <laughs> slow day, huh? Um, no, actually. But I, you know, when I know that I'm watching Star Wars, I, I, I hate feeling like an idiot on this show and not knowing anything <laughs> about what I'm going to see. You're doing your homework. I, I get it. This is where, but I won't research it, right? Because I got to go in blind. It's creative. I creative understand that Anakin has to fully embrace his evilness. Like he's got to end this and be Darth Vader. Uh, our good friend James Thompson had tweeted before we started watching this evening. Um, and I think he reminded me, I think it's in this episode, it might be in a different note, I think it's in this episode that near the end, Darth Vader yells no in a really loud voice, so that means to me that he has to become Darth Vader at some point. I don't know if that meme is from this one, but I know there's there's one where he yells no, and so maybe that's now. I think it's now. I hope it's the last line of the movie, that would be fun. <laughs> but so, let's see, I'm hoping we get a lot of Senate. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that Samuel L. Jackson and Yoda and all the other rando Jedi are all sitting in that room still because it seems to be all they ever do. <laughs> oh, they went. They went to the. They went to that planet with all the bugs on it last time. Right, the one where Yoda gets in a gets in a fight. Yep. Um, that's what we call it, a fight. Uh, I guess they're gonna be sitting around. They're gonna be like, "Boy, uh, Hayden Christensen is that his name? Hayden Christensen <laughs> is really becoming kind of jerky. We should be careful." And then it's gonna be like, "Too late, I'm evil." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm guessing Natalie Portman's around, but she can't stick around because she is not in the next ones, right? Like many characters I've met continue, but Natalie Portman, I don't believe that Queen Amidala exists in four five and six, as far as I know, like she's not, mm-hmm. she was not part of my star Wars pop culture reference point prior to the prequels. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's got to either die or go away. Maybe Luke is going to be born cause he hasn't been yet. And maybe Leia is going to be born. And I assume that I guess that they're, I can't remember if they're step-siblings or siblings, but if they're siblings, clearly that they both must be born of Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. That's about all I could come okay. up with. Okay. Yeah, you have seen some of the other continuations of other characters because you've seen episode four, so you you kind of at least know where Obi-Wan Kenobi ends up. Right. 
Um, you maybe not know I mean, everything that transpires. Not really there, that vividly. I just know yeah, that it's sorry. played by. You know uh, he's there, Sir Ian McKellen. I believe his name is. No, is that right? not even not even close. <laughs> Sir, somebody. He's Sir, yeah, he's Sir, Sir Alec Guinness. Alec, oh, of course, Alec Guinness. Who's Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen oh. is the guy who plays. Uh, oh right, yeah, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gandalf. Right. Very close. Yes. Very close. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen's the one that's not Patrick Stewart. Just so we're clear. Right. Thank you for clearing. That up. <laughs> let me make you a let me make you a flip chart of old white British actors. <laughs> Alec Guinness, right? All white people look the same to me, but Alec Guinness, of course, he's very good in that role. You'll get a chance to see him again at some point. Yeah. So I, yeah, I got, uh, boy, I really, uh, I'm imagining there's going to be some space battles. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> I don't know if there's more clones and droids in this one. And I was trying to think like, hey, let me remember where we left off. And if attentive listeners know that at the end of the last one, I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and you explained to me that bad guy whose name, I'm going to get there. Hang on. The guy who's like big friends with the other Darths, but he's also, is it Emperor Palpatine? Is that his name? Uh, well, okay. Nope. So we have, we have Chancellor Palpatine. Chancellor Palpatine, who like, he was the one who was kind of orchestrating all those pieces. Is that right? We we don't know the entire details. We know right like that the there was um, Darth Tyrannus, who was Christopher Lee, who was the yep. guy that uh, cut off Anakin's arm. Remember, because he's got the robot arm at the end of the episode yes. two. There, um, he was working with the Sith Lord Darth Sidious to bring about the clone army, but also work with the droids and sort of like the two of them. <laughs> they're like they're like they're like playing both ends against the middle. Right. They were they were they were fostering war between robots and clones it was unclear to what end other than string chaos but i'm perhaps we will get an idea or perhaps not uh, well, perhaps it will be super murky <laughs> my guess honestly is on the ladder and i'm realizing that's definitely i think we got into this a little bit last time that's part of this for me is like i hate feeling dumb i can watch seemingly super intellectual movies and understand them and then i can watch this and be like dad lex, please explain it to me lex these are these are not super intellectual movies let's just let i know us, i'm saying let's hold on to and remember that that makes me feel even worse though like <laughs> many millions hundreds of millions of people watched and enjoyed these movies and seemingly understood them and why can't i be like them <laughs> Well, but I'm getting there. Well, so but I'm excited because I feel like this is the last one. I believe the next one we're going to watch is Rogue One, plot yes. tickly, yep. chron- plot chronologically. Yep, that's and correct. That's supposed to be good. That's J.J. Abrams, is that right? No, it's not J.J. Abrams. It is nope. Gareth Edwards. But yeah, we'll don't know who that is. Yep, okay, we'll but get people there. liked Rogue One, right? Yeah, I think I think it's regarded pretty positively for them. And the then most I get part. the original trilogy after that. You and do. People love those. So and then I'm we'll, excited. We'll finish off I, with Episode Seven, and yeah, I think you'll. Uh, Maybe maybe you'll get some uh, nostalgia there in episode seven. So we'll see. I'll tell you two things. One is that uh, people have hinted to me several that this is their least favorite. So I've got that to look forward to, the one we're about to watch. Okay. And then earlier today, um, before I sent you a recording of me singing the Imperial March earlier today, I did that. But then later this evening, as we were as I was getting ready and knew this was coming, I was having dinner with just my son because all the women of the house were out. <laughs> And I was like, Liam, I'm going to put on some music. And I said to my Echo, uh, please play the Death March by John Williams. And it did. And I enjoyed it. So you've at least infected me in that oh, way. That's good. Excellent. I feel I, feel I have proud never played that, that before way. in my life. So it was good. Well, this is very exciting. Yeah. You ready to watch? I am. Uh, we let us, let us watch. Uh, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit to discuss what we've learned. Hey, you! 
the one listening to this podcast. Dan Morin has a special message just for you. I had a super special message just for you. Uh, as you might know, Lex and I actually watch these movies together, and we record a commentary track, and we're making what? that available uh, for incomparable members. So if you would like to listen watch to that commentary track, yeah, you could watch along with us. You get to hear our funny or unfunny quips about the movie. Both. I can't, uh, yeah, you get all of them, all the quips. It's true. Uh, you can do that by signing up to be an incomparable member at the incomparable.com slash members. The a bunch of different packages and you'll get to listen to the commentary episodes for this as well as lots of other great bonus content uh all you have to do is sign up and when you sign up uh say you want to send some money to support me and, and lex here if you're already a member uh you can also adjust your uh support to uh throw some money towards not playing and, and we'd really appreciate you know it the speedy arrowcast doesn't need your help anymore <laughs> those guys jerks all of them (laughs) anyways thanks for listening and uh we hope you become a member and support the entire uh great roster of shows here on the incomparable lex i have good news for you i you really do this time i I really do it's genuine this time it is that you have completed episode three. The Sith have been revenged. And now you, we get it's, to move on to uh, hopefully better things. It's pretty dark. I would assume, It had to be, right? Yeah. I, it's not an organic kind of darkness, though, right? No. Uh, I mean, we discussed a lot of this during, but I guess we have to reset since not everybody's watching along with us. Here are my complaints. <laughs> Please list them for me. Uh, I'm not. This is not necessarily ranked because some of this, some of it was more recent. Like at the end, I was saying to you, it felt like there were 17 endings in a row, and I really feel like it could have been impactful if it ended with that first uh, sound effect of Darth breathing. Mm-hmm. I agree that uh, would have been a better ending, and it it seems to me that George Lucas realized there was like a lot of like like busy that needed busy work listening. that needed to be done and like yeah. oh yeah i gotta put this person here put this person here explain why this happens and, and they're that, all that's kind what of i found sho- really annoying it is like, annoying they're shoved in there there's it's, just scene it's, after scene after scene and they all last for two minutes at a time i even complained during the movie there's there's one scene where like jimmy smith walks down a hallway and that's 12 seconds and now it's back to you it's like it's okay to say hey let's see all of what's happening here and then all we can get that it's happening simultaneously you don't have to actually show it to like i feel like we were one directorial decision away from a split screen showing here's what's <laughs> happening in lava world and here's what's happening over here at the same time yeah no the intercuts are a bit much and there's a lot of jumping around it makes it feel very jarring very disconnected um yeah that that i totally agree with you 100 percent. speaking of a lot of jumping around uh, more in this movie than in the first two that i can recall uh jedi and other people who have the power of the force i guess um use jumping as a means of getting around in battle scenes in ways that i often thought looked hokey and awkward yep. agreed <laughs> like they do agreed. a little squat before they jump and <laughs> i don't know i didn't like that but i mean the the big um elephant in the room here is uh, anakin's path to evil is really weirdly handled like really weirdly handled um as i understand it <laughs> he is incessantly pissed off by um Samuel L. Jackson, who play, oh, don't tell me Windu, who plays mm-hmm. Windu, right? Mace, Mace Windu, really, yeah, yep. I only know that name because he made the window joke, and I liked it. <laughs> and so, um, when he's the when Mace, uh, there were there were nine before him. He's Windu ten. Is that no? That's a, oh, that's, a, that's, a bad, that's a bad joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the nice thing is that he's not all surface, though. He's, he's not, <laughs> but 
Um, so when Windu uh, catches Weiss, thanks to Anakin's reporting that, uh, oh man, there's a lot of names, that Palpatine, I'm getting this, This is the, I never knew any of this, so I'm pretty excited at this moment, actually, that Palpatine is evil and wants to... Um, you know, eliminate the Jedi and take over basically the galaxy. Uh, so Windu says, you know, Anakin, you wait here, I'll be back. And he goes, he's like, I'm going to go slay him. And then Anakin shows him like, no, don't. And he's like, no, I really have to. Like, I'm going to have to kill this guy. And he's like, no, that's not what the Jedi would do. Even though we've seen Anakin no. kill that other guy whose hands he cut off. <laughs> um, that guy's name I don't remember. But it's okay. Uh, was, th- was that a Darth? Was that, that Darth? That was uh, Darth Tyrannus slash Tyrannus, Count, Count Dooku. Right. Yeah, Count Dooku. Right, right, yes, of course, Dooku. Uh, but anyway, when Anakin st- tells him, you know, you shouldn't do that, and somehow is convinced by slowly aging and decrepifying uh, Palpatine, and then it's like, yeah, not only am I not going to let you do this, I'm also going to kill you, and then lots of other people, because this guy told me to. I, I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense to me. I don't understand his motivation, especially if it's, in theory, all for Padme and their unborn child. Or children. Yeah, it's 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 sloppy and lazy is the problem. Um, I think like that there. <laughs> I think there are so many better ways of handling this that I think would have been more interesting, like playing off Obi Wan and Anakin more off each other, like over the course of the trilogy to have there be like jealousy and like anger and stuff like that. You know, it's it's kind of alluded to at a couple of points, but it's not really developed as a theme. Um, I think it would have been far more powerful. This is always where sort of been my running theory is like someday years down the line when they inevitably reboot all of these, um, (laughs) you know, if I were telling this story, I would separate it out so that you have Darth Vader, have Anakin sort of slowly falling to the dark side and coming under the sway of Palpatine, but that you also have like Darth Vader existing almost as a separate character. And like, hence, that's where like the mask comes from is like, he's falling to the dark side, but he's concealing it. And he's like hiding in the mask. And like, so you can, you can keep the twist and have at the end make it look like maybe Anakin and and Obi-Wan have a fight and Anakin dies but that Darth Vader is still like a separate character who continues to exist I don't know I feel like there's there is a more subtle way that that could have happened um and especially in order to preserve the later like episodes 4 5 and 6 because in this we we get robbed of everything we get robbed of every sort of element of surprise from the original trilogy because you know going in that Darth Vader is Luke's father. You just saw that, right? right. Like, and so that sucks because that's one of the greatest reveals in cinema history. And if you go in right, from although, this, it's not surprising at all. Right. Well, look, I mean, I don't think that Lucas ever expected you to watch the movies in the order we're watching them in. I, it, it doesn't seem and, like it was made that way, although that's right, annoying because, because numbers. <laughs> right. And I feel like he's rewarding stuff that you know that I don't know. This right? is true like, to a certain extent. Yeah. So I think you have made a huge mistake, but that's okay. You think um, I've made a huge mistake in showing you in this order is what you're saying. And showing me in this order. But like anybody who's watching these movies, anybody who's ever going to see one, two, and three, as I have just done, is familiar having seen the movies or not with Luke, I am your father. It's probably, I'm guessing in most of these lists, one of the top three or four most well, famous lines yeah, in but history. I mean, for me, it comes down to like, you know, when I sat down with my cousin's kids to show them Star Wars before they hopefully knew that kind of stuff, I started at four. Like I'm, I, as far as I know, they still haven't seen any of those movies <laughs> and that's the way I will keep it as for as long as it's in my power. But like there, you can, I feel like for people who are, you know, for kids who are coming in, you can maintain that to a certain extent, 
but you're right that it's hard for anybody who's seeing it certainly as an adult or a teenager or whatever to avoid right. that and actually i i think i've even seen occasional youtube videos where people film their kids yes for, while they see the reveal that he's his, yeah so that moment will hold no <laughs> great tension for me at all but i imagine it must have been like a real i can only think well, of an so offensive term for this but a real shocker <laughs> well here's the thing um that i i think could be really interesting if you told the story a slightly different way is that when they filmed empire the guy who is not james earl jones who's in the darth vader suit and is is like doing the lines because they'll dub him over later with james earl right. jones and the fake line they gave him to say because nobody knew i think except for maybe mark hamill um what the real that the luke i am your father line is right. he says like you know no you don't know what happened and like luke says oh, you know basically i heard darth vader killed my father and the line that they give him to say is no obi-wan killed your father which is like if you set up this weird dichotomy where you have it look like obi-wan is responsible as he is here for anakin's death right if we don't see palpatine save him and we're like oh man obi-wan had to kill his like best friend and his student etc like right. wow that and then obi-wan compounds that by like essentially covering it up and telling luke like no no darth vader killed your father totally wasn't me then like you have this ten new tension where you're like misdirected for thinking like oh my god like he's gonna find out that it was really obi-wan and so you're not even thinking of the possible twist that vader is anakin which i think is like i think you could pull that off it would require a much more deaf storytelling than george lucas is capable of here right but i think there's a way to do that uh i mean i i know that the first these three prequels uh, get little fan love. I don't think there's like a, a huge amount of people who are like, no, I want to defend those movies. Do you know what? You'd be surprised. I, having been to oh, a couple are. of the Star Wars celebrations, there are people who have, like I see people cosplaying as characters from them. I, you know, definitely fewer. Like Darth Vader? Yeah. <laughs> um, but where I was going with it is, I, I can't say um, objectively which one I felt was the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they all felt long. Yep. Two and three, especially. Um, I certainly miss Jar Jar in two and three. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was. I felt like I got less lost in three. Still needed your guidance, your your steady hand showing me the way. But I felt like it actually was better plotted than two in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. letting you know. Let me show you the story and take you from start to finish of the story you're seeing. So that was at least well received by me but it just it goes i definitely felt it at the end where there were seemingly 12 endings in a row i get the only other complaint i guess i would make about this order is i really do feel like i mean yes i know who chewbacca is and i know that uh you know that these two kids of darth's are going to grow up to be significant characters but i feel like there were all kinds of forward-facing references that i am missing yeah, the the thing is that may be true, but none of them are particularly good <laughs> or yeah, worthwhile. Yeah, I, I believe that. It's like, yeah, I believe that. Like, that there's a sense. lot of there's a lot of jokes. Like, for example, um, you know, the scene you talked about with uh, where Obi Wan shoots General Grievous with the gun. You're like, why don't they always use the gun? And he throws it aside and says, like, how uncivilized is because there's a line in episode four where he's, he calls a lightsaber a more civil a, a, a more elegant weapon for a more civilized age or something like that so there's like lots of little lines that are like gotcha. jokes to the original trilogy and it's like none of those actually add anything like <laughs> they're again they're cheap laughs right they're like oh i will make this thing 
I will make this thing amusing by referencing this other thing that you like, right? Like all the cameos and Easter eggs feel for the most part to me like fan, what we call fan service, right? Where it's like, I'm showing this to you because it's a cheap shorthand way of like hooking you in by alluding to something else that you already like about it, but it doesn't, it has no substance to it. (laughs) So even if you miss stuff, I felt like that stuff is not worth catching. (laughs) That I get. I, I believe you. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what other feedback I can give you. Uh, as you pointed <laughs> out, and it, like I think uh, watching with you definitely is better than watching on my own because first of all, I wouldn't know what was happening. But there is the side effect of you already know all the things you hate, and yes. I want to hate them along with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you pointed out early on that um, uh, 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 Padme is is a just a terribly crafted character from start to finish and particularly in this one she's she's mostly set dressing right like they give Mm -hmm. her nothing other than to blindly love anakin despite (laughs) the complete lack of chemistry or personality and eventually his you know descent into evilness at least in the first two movies she gets to get like mix it up a little bit like she gets a little bit of fight scene whereas this one as soon as it's revealed she's pregnant which is in the first scene that she's in in the movie they put her on a shelf they're like oh she's she is pregnant and delicate and we must put her up here and nobody something she may not do anything as we discussed something very odd is happening with that pregnancy like (laughs) it felt like little time has passed but she goes through nine months of pregnancy throughout the course of this movie as far as i can know or at least like seven months i i think if you kind of look i feel like maybe she's supposed to be fairly pregnant by the beginning of the movie but it's really not surprised when she when he well, well he's supposed to have him. been away for a while like but right, nothing but like is ever he could see if she was pregnant yeah, right when exactly he first came back. nothing is ever and that's one of the weird things about this too is just the loose ends it's like it's not only the like you know i understand that it's easy to get lost and you were asking about certain characters but a lot of times it's because those characters are not like there's no reason you should have known who those characters were because those characters are not from like general grievous is thrown in here and like He's a character who made his first appearance in not only just like the animated Clone Wars series, but there was like a series of sh- animated shorts before that. And he appears in those first, I think. And it's like, okay, but you, I mean, you, again, you can't just introduce characters expecting that people will know who they are. And what's weird about it is that it's, it's mentioned or alluded to several times in here that like they've crossed, he's crossed paths with at least Obi-Wan before. And it's like, that can be done in a more elegant way, but it's weird to have this character come in and supposed to be like this super important character. And then he's just dispatched, you know, I mean, Count Dooku has the same problem, mostly in episode two, right? Like he kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. and then he gets murdered like in the first five minutes of this one. And it's all just like, it's that problem again of like, it's the inverse problem of it. As I come to you while we're watching it, like sometimes I feel like this galaxy is too small. Yeah, and that because every character that we see is like a character we know, but it's the inverse of that where it's like let, let's just drag in other characters that you've never heard of before that are supposed to be really important. So there's it's it's not very deft handling of of the character roster. I will say I don't share your complaint that you know, you're seeing characters that the universe feels small, right? Because this. I mean, I don't mind that in any movie where there's coincidences of that sort that happen because that's the story they're telling, right? Like they wouldn't have written the movie about it if it wasn't the, if those coincidental things didn't happen. That's that's the excuse. Yeah, but I, I mean, in the sense of like the Chewbacca showing up, he doesn't do anything. Like, there's no <laughs> point for him to be there, and it doesn't make any sense with his trajectory in life, really. At least, in, you know, when we go to the next trilogy and you see sort of where he comes from, like 
it's not important. It doesn't add anything that he knows Yoda there. And instead, to me, it just feels like unnecessary flourishes. Yeah, I, I can understand that complaint. And you you made the point that there's a lot of things happening at the end where it really felt like George Lucas um, had a had a better story to tell, almost. Like, I think, th- I really do think that there would be a powerfulness to ending with the Darth breathing. Mm-hmm. But he did not want anybody to say, oh, that doesn't explain how this happens at the start of episode four. <laughs> and so he's like, let me uh, cover all those bases too. And it was just, it was a lot. Like, I'm okay. There are so many things that go unseen. Like, just that opening crawl this time. War. Yeah, what is right. it good for? Yeah. Um, that but it tells about all these the, things. It's the worst written crawl in all of the movies. It's so but bad. It talks about a whole bunch of plot that you don't see, right? Like, that yeah. is the storytelling. And like, okay, fine. If you want to tell and not show, <laughs> a choice. But then it felt like, let me show you every possible thing now. I would have been okay if it was like, okay, she had these babies, and so that's where Luke and Leia come from. Like, I didn't need to see them go to their adoptive parents. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, again, yeah. I and I, I also want to throw out Jimmy Smiths. Really have no idea what he's doing in this movie. Like, I get it, and I understand that he was a senator and he sees some stuff, and then he's going to take on Leia because they've always wanted to adopt a girl. Uh, but it felt like he had no actual contribution to the main plot of the films. Yeah, I, I I feel bad that Jimmy Smith is dragged into this because I think he's a fine actor, and and that is a role I think that people were very curious about um, because that is a character who is never seen in the first movies, but is alluded to. Um, I mean, oh, just I in see. the in the sense that he is Leia's adopted father, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's she mentions her father. And there are, like, I think everybody, it was kind of known that his name was Bail Organa, and that's about it. Like, nobody really knew anything else about him. Um, and so, and he's a senator, but she's a princess somehow. I don't know. It gets super confusing with all that. But, like, oh, I, that is confusing. Yeah, I don't know. And it's one of those things where it's like, I like that idea of that character, and, and he, um, you know, there's, there's, some interesting development that could have been done there, but I'm there's no say work that done. Not, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find him interesting at all. <laughs> he just felt no, like a I, person. The there. concept of the character is uh, more yeah. than it. Like, I agree with you. The execution of it is not done. That seems like he kind of becomes more important in the back half of this movie. Having, despite having been in the last movie too, right. Where he shows up for like a scene or yeah. something. And it's like, that, why wasn't he throughout the, all three movies? Like, why wasn't he a more important part of this? <laughs> right. Oh, you had mentioned that uh, Chewbacca is one of your favorite characters in the films, uh, which I find fascinating. I feel like a lot of people love Han Solo, mm-hmm. and I was sure that at some point I was going to get some whiff of mm-hmm. where he was going to come from, and I don't think I do. I don't know. If, I doubt that's going to happen in Rogue One, although I guess it's not impossible. But yeah, there was none of that. There I will no- tell you, and because I don't think this is a spoiler, but there is a standalone Han Solo movie coming, if you did not know that already. I think I did know that. Yeah, yeah. so I think that was... And would- I didn't realize it was because we had no other movie told his origin story. Well, so. and again, I mean, there's also a question, which I think a lot of people have asked is, do we need to know his origin story? Right. Like, right. is it relevant or is it just like, he's fine as he is? So... I'm glad that he doesn't like we don't see like a like a 12 year old Han Solo or something like I really love flying and smuggling stuff like again it would have felt like a cheap appeal I mean a lot of people felt that way about Boba Fett as a kid being shown in episode two is this is a character who kind of had a reputation that was out of out of proportion with his appearances 
and some people felt like you know it was cheapened to have him like shown as a kid or whatever but i don't know I, and he's the, he's no, nowhere to be found in this movie either so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true I do really um, like, and I know I've mentioned this several times during the movie, but the Clone Wars animated series does a really good job of fleshing out what happens between episodes two and three. It actually goes into the background of the whole Order 66 thing with the clones turning on them. It's very dark, but it's very well written. And it's it's so weird to see, char- again, to see characters from Clone Wars make an appearance here and being like, wait, why does that seem like a crappier version of that character I know? <laughs> Man, there are a lot of characters. And it's funny because when you said Boba Fett just now, before, like I got there before you mentioned it, but I was like, wait, who's that again? And I had a really think. And that's, <laughs> that's the son of, of the cloned person. Right? Yes, Django Fett. Django Fett, right. Yes. Um, see, I mean, I feel like I'll never be an expert and I'm okay with that, but I certainly, I, I understand more of the first three than I ever did before. Yeah, Seeing them good. helps. That's good. Uh, but I imagine that expertise comes from seeing them more than once and from seeing more stuff that's also a part of the greater star wars canon yeah i mean there's tons of ancillary material and of course growing up with the original movies and then later on it wasn't even until i was a like probably i don't know in like teenager early teenager that there really was a glut of other stuff and at that point it was really only books there were just novels that were set after the original trilogy um, and so I read a bunch of those for years. Um, and then it wasn't until, you know, more recently that we've had other movies and comic books and video games and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that's like there are big like encyclopedias of Star Wars stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Like and, and you know, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff that's not connected to the original plot, which is later, which was first called the Expanded Universe. And has now essentially been decanonized because of the new movies um so right. there's like there's lots of stuff that I, I waste quote unquote wasted my time learning a lot about these other characters who no longer exist in this universe now, it did seem at one point that that chewbacca or some of the other some of the others there were were sad mm. um at all the destruction that was happening yeah the, the battling and i realized when they were emoting that that's the way the wookie crumbles <laughs> bleep bloop uh (laughs) somewhere i think i have a wookie cookie hand uh cookbook Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. you did it all for the wookie i did it all for the wookie uh well dan i appreciate you taking me through these first three and i understand i'm next gonna watch rogue one yes that's right Then rogue two and then Uh, rogues three and four yeah uh but uh, i feel my my impression and my my true belief in fact is that um it's got to be. I never know if it's, I'm supposed to say uphill or downhill, but that 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 the, the the best is yet to come. How about that? I, I I feel genuinely like I slog through the ones that were maybe harder to watch, and that there's a chance that I will go from tolerating to enjoying some of the next ones. We're I'm, watch, I'm so very exciting. hopeful. I am very hopeful that you will enjoy some of this, and I I hope I haven't put you off by starting you in this order. I know I know it's been tough, but I feel like you've you've put in the work. And now you're ready to just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Well, I trust you. You wouldn't do this <laughs> just to punish me. Uh, <laughs> probably not this, but... <laughs> I mean, I feel like... We'll talk about it again after maybe we've watched a few more movies, but like, 
I honestly feel like watching a bunch of good movies and then having to watch a bunch of crappy movies is actually worse. So mm-hmm. that's just me, possibly. But we'll, we'll see you how you feel. Right. And, I, right. well, and, and I'm worried. I'm a, little, I'm a little trepidatious now because now we're getting into like sacred territory for me. Rogue One, not so much. But then we get into the original trilogy and it gets oh, a little... Wait, Rogue One isn't sacred for you? Is well, that I've because only... it doesn't have the nostalgia factor or because it's not as good? I mean, yeah, it only came out, it only came out six months ago. Like, it doesn't have... It's not sacred in the sense that it's not like you know something i grew up with and something that i've like i know by heart i still like it i think it's good i've only seen it i think twice now once once actually just a few weeks ago so this will be a very quick rewatching for me well i mean while you're uh, i wouldn't want to i actually feel guilty saying anything negative about any of these movies because some people love them and people who are listening to this show because they want to see how, how does a newbie like star wars like you don't want to go out there and just criticize them so i'm hoping i like it for that reason too but i will tell you You've already had one effect on me. I mentioned at the top that I had listened to the <laughs> Death March today. Um, we call it the Imperial March. It's the cool. Imperial <laughs> March. But I think when I I think what I told Alexa to play the Imperial March was like it said playing the Death March. I think that's what it said. But it might have been like bad metadata. I don't know. But what I was going to say is I have a, a shirt, a T-shirt that says Star Wars number one fan with a giant uh, drawing of the uh, Starship Enterprise on it, and. <laughs> Um, and when it says Star Wars number fan, that's in the Star Wars font. Uh, and I felt slightly guilty when I wore it over the past <laughs> weekend. I was like, oh no, but now I know. Now I understand. Ah, uh, my, my work here is done. Yeah. Thank you, I mean, Lex. I still wear the shirt. <laughs> my young apprentice. <laughs> it is funny when, you know, evil leaders like to have apprentices too. That's, that's pretty on the nose. Everyone needs, society. everyone needs an apprentice. <laughs> You're fired. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks, Lex. Uh, and I look forward to watching Rogue One with you quite soon. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 give it a run. Thanks everybody for listening and you're tune welcome. in. Hopefully you are enjoying this as much as well. Hopefully you're enjoying this way more than we are. <laughs> hopefully you're enjoying it as much as I hope to enjoy some of the future episodes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back with Rogue One next time. That is my least favorite line in the entire prequel trilogy. The only a Sith deals in absolutes because it's delivered unironically when in fact it's an absolute. <laughs> yeah. Did you want him to say only a Sith deals in absolutes usually? <laughs> Mainly Sith deal in absolutes. <laughs>